0: Flurry of a neighbourhood action. Uh, Neighbours here, there and everywhere, it's all very exciting, despite the fact it's pouring down with rain outside and it's really gloomy and miserable, considering it's the first day of spring. As usual, I'm cold. I don't know why I'm so cold today. It's not that cold outside. Uh, I'm clutching hot milk and honey and I've got my dressing gown on. Uh, anyway, welcome to episode 142 of Mr. Bird Pod. Pods. Uh, and the neighbors have all gone in. Yeah so I thought two doors down they were building a um, uh, an extension in the basement but I don't think they are. I think they're just doing things that are taking a very long time. That seems to always happen in this road. They have actually done something to a wall uh, on the extension the other way. Uh, that's as exciting as that's got. So um, Yes, no, I've had a very busy week, and uh, I've got some new listeners again. Uh, I've got the American contingent, uh, Auntie Mame, uh, more of which are on. And uh, I started today, my week, with, um, well, it was a bit of a faff, actually, because uh, it's all got very complicated, but I've got to go and see, uh, I've got to have a minor thing done at the hospital And needless to say, it's all got very complicated. So that uh, made my morning quite difficult. But for some strange reason, I went for uh, yoga for dancers. Now, anybody who has seen me dance, uh, I'm referring to Miss Short in particular, uh, knows I am not not a graceful dancer. Uh, I have been described by my mother-in-law once as looking as if I had a bee's nest in my head um I don't know why I'm uh, I'm very rigid as a dancer I like counting one two three four one two three four um mindfulness and losing myself in the moment is just not something that me and my body do when there is music um so why on earth I picked Yoga for dancers, what was going on through my head, I don't know. Anyway, it turns out it was quite good. Uh, there was lots of balancing on one foot, which I liked. And uh, there's lots of things I couldn't do, obviously. And um, school sounds going to be lots of people walking backwards and forth. Um, it wasn't as horrific as I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I actually felt quite pleased with myself when I got to the end of it. Not I, managed to do. I managed to do about 80% of it it's just cars going backwards and forwards like nobody's business and um yeah and that was that and then i went for a run and i did a bit of a different route uh, and now i'm feeling very tired so on friday i've got um a mole little mole thing on the side of my face that i went to the doctor about ages ago they said it was fine just to keep an eye on it and recently it's changed um, so I thought i better go back to the doctor and I rang the doctor thinking I was going to have to wait about six months to get an appointment. And they literally gave me an appointment uh, within 40 minutes of my phone call. So I got straight round to the doctor. It's just bizarre. I don't know. It's just bizarre. Um, they said, can't say it's not cancerous, doesn't think it is, but going to send me off to the hospital because that's the only way to do it. So I got an appointment. They sent the letter off there and then. And then I got a, everything comes through on your bloody mobile phone now It just drives me mad I got a text this morning from the doctor with a link uh, to the letter and then of course lo and behold uh, the appointment is the day of the day that we go on holiday so I then gives the phone number uh, I rang the, to change your appointment I rang that then there's a very urgent voice saying, "If you've got access to the internet, do not use this number. This is only for people with who do not have access to the internet. Go to the internet now." So I went to the internet now, and um, that was just a palaver. Uh, there's no other word for it. I tried to cancel, and um, lots of children walking past. I tried to cancel, and um, the options were, I think the appointments were like every 10 minutes uh, all on the day of the day they'd given me or the next day. And that was it. No other choice. Despite the fact when I'd cancelled it, I said uh, I'd cancelled it because I was on holiday. So obviously I wasn't going to be able to go the next day either. So I got cross with that. So I thought, well, I'm going to ring them up. I don't care if they say you can can't use that phone number. I rang them up. Nobody said anything about having to use the internet. He, person at the end, who sounded very odd, said to um i had to contact my gp as he couldn't do anything about it so uh the only good side of all this was all my phone calls went through quite quickly so then for phone the gp uh, to be told they couldn't do anything about changing it i had to go through the hospital so that's a very long story that i'm really making quite short and then uh, i said well can can you give me a number for the hospital no right okay so I looked at the website I don't know how anybody well if you haven't got the internet I don't know how you manage if you haven't got a mobile phone I just don't know how you manage if you're uh, if you've got any problems with anything I just don't know how you manage um, I looked up the relevant department dermatology on the website found a number to contact them rang that no one answered then just below that hidden I saw um, if you need to change or cancel an appointment ring this number so I rang this number, and I got through to the hospital appointment desk, which is the number I should have just been given uh, from the word go, and then I wouldn't have had any problem. And then they changed it, said uh, I said, "Oh, that's all done. Is that? I don't need anything else. No paperwork from you. No, no, no. Everything done." Lo and behold, I then get a text on my mobile uh, saying, "Log into this account." So um, I had to then create another. F- account with something or other which took me into the hospital's appointments account uh, where i then had to confirm that i was definitely going to the appointment basically all the doctor had to do and i'm going to write and suggest this they just had to write that phone number on the bottom of uh, the referral letter uh, to say if you can't go you need to cancel please ring the hospital Um, Uh, appointment line it's just ridiculous and honestly if I'd I could imagine people just giving up and not even you know not going to their appointments uh, which you know potentially just leads to disaster so anyway that's all sorted I mean I'm I'm moaning about this it's so minor Uh, but you know you just know if you can't get the details right the rest everything else is just gonna be a complete nightmare Uh, So my heart goes out to everybody who's having to deal with the NHS bureaucracy on a large scale. So that was morning. Uh, That's all sorted out. So I'm now going. I mean, it's just obviously some sort of a walk-in clinic that they just have appointments every 10 minutes every single day. Nothing complicated. Uh, But I shall be writing to them in a nice way. So that was this morning. And then... uh, what did I do last week? Oh, so last Tuesday I went uh, with the late person to, and I've got the reason they're called the late person because last time I went to theatre with them uh, they'd written the wrong date down in the diary. Um. So uh, this time they set off really really early because we weren't going down to Battersea which is the back of beyond as far as I'm concerned uh, and they'd got stuck on two problems uh and missed the first quarter of an hour i think of the show and had to walk in once the show had started uh, needless to say uh the show didn't do lights down the lights remained on the audience all the way through it so uh, as the late person said and the reason i'm calling the late person is because they are never ever 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 late this is the irony of all this and they are um terrified of uh being late So it's their worst nightmare to actually have to walk into an auditorium in front of half the audience, the whole audience even, uh, and get to their seat. So I'm not going to mock because I know it was uh, excruciating. But anyway, so this was Tim Crouch's, uh, I can't remember what it was called, actually, it was called something about a truth and a dog. It's a quote from King Lear. And Tim Crouch was one of my um, tutors on my ARVN course, which I went to some years back. I can't remember whether, oh, no, I was doing this. I was doing Mr. Burt at that point. Uh, so that was all lovely, we met him afterwards, and um, it was a very thought-provoking evening. Basically, uh, he just was there with a microphone and a glass of water and uh, nothing else, because um, it's quite a strange thing. But it involved him wearing... I'm going to make it. Actually, Jim, wait I describe it. It's just going to sound so peculiar. It's going to put everybody off um he basically started with a pair of virtual headsets on and he described a, an audience but not the audience in the room with him but he was looking at them so sort of very meta uh an audience getting ready for a production of king leah and then he sort of became the fool in the production and then it was also it was sort of um structured like a stand-up routine I'm um, making it sound really pretentious and dreadful it's not it wasn't it was very good it was very thought-provoking um, and and uh, yes and it was lovely seeing It was so that was all good and then um, what else so that was Tuesday uh, and that was a palaver getting to battle we when we're going there again in a hurry then Wednesday was an absolute joy because it was tube strike Um so there was a suggestion i've never ever asked because the the theatres will do taxis i've never asked for taxi before because usually there's been a a tube running you know like just the odd train will go past and thousands of people get on it and um, someone suggested i get a taxi i was quite happy about that uh taxi was booked uh so i had a, it was matinee day so um you can all tell this is going to be a Complicated story the taxi turned about five minutes early, which was lovely off. We went uh, ta- the driver was uh, quite scary and Didn't know where he was going either uh, this was Addison Lee and um, Eventually, we got nearish nearish the theater. Well, at least we got to the West End and um, we just sat with these traffic lights going uh, red green red green red green red green and not moving and I thought something's going on here and i realized we were trying to turn right and the whole road to the right was completely chock-a-block and basically we were never going to move ever again so i said can i get out and he said yes that's fine he then changed his route and went straight ahead and i walked into the theater i wasn't horrendously late i was late but it was fine uh, well it wasn't after the performance started let's put it that way so that was all exciting and then just to add to that excitement come the end of the show when my other taxi was booked this is uh Quarter to ten in the evening, and um, the company manager who'd booked the taxi just kept getting messages saying uh, there's been a delay with the taxi, there's been a delay, been a delay. Apologies, apologies, apologies. In the end, for about an hour, I just said, just cancel it. It's fine. Uh, it was raining, of course. Needless to say, um, so I phoned uh, somebody up uh, who uh, drove eventually. Down to Euston. I walked up to Euston in the pouring rain. Ironically, one of the um, people I worked with had already walked to Euston, so if I could have just walked with them, if I'd set off earlier, uh, which would have been nice. And then I just, like a drowned rat, arrived at Euston, uh, waited at in a bus stop just for shelter, um, and then eventually uh, was picked up and drove home. Got home at midnight. So that was marvellous. Looking forward to the next tube strikes. Um, it's just little those people going past. Uh, so that was tube strike day. I was absolutely thrilled. Um, then Thursday, nothing. Friday was there. Went to the doctor. It was all exciting. Saturday, Friday, Saturday. What did we do Friday evening? I on something on Friday evening. I can't remember what. And then uh, Saturday was. Oh, I had Saturday off. No, no. I ended up, I wasn't supposed to be working Saturday, but then I did because my, the person I worked with was stumped with a train strike. So I covered Saturday. Then Sunday, yeah, well, yesterday was a bit strange because it was Mother's Day. Now, it was a bit of a weird week, actually, because as someone said on the Tuesday, no, not Tuesday, it wasn't on Tuesday. Somebody said, oh, no, I think it was a Thursday. Uh, It was a year ago that the theatres closed. And, of course, that all brought the memories back. So not a year ago, three years ago, because three years ago that day, uh, I'd gone into a different theatre because I was doing some sort of day work. Uh, I'd got a phone call about mum. Now, I can't remember this. I must have dashed off to South London to where she, to the care home she was, and um, where my brother was. I must have seen her there. She must have been... Um, and um, well, she must have been in decline for me to have got the phone call and left work because they let me go. There wasn't a problem. But then I was then I was back in the theatre in the evening. I can't remember that daytime bit. So in the evening, I was back in the theatre. The end studies were due on. And then the government made their weird announcement about, well, uh, you shouldn't be going to the theatres. The theatres shouldn't be open, but they are open and you can go. And it was just no one knew what was going on. Um, and then... Uh, the actors, main actors, hadn't come in, and then the decisions were just made around the West End that the theatres were all going to close. I ended up going off to the pub with, because it was just so strange, um, and ended up talking to Thelma Holt for ages, who is she must now be in her early nineties, very famous theatre producer. Um, unfortunately she spoke quite quietly and the pub was really noisy and I didn't hear much of what she said but I don't, can't remember why she, well she was producing the, of the play anyway so that was that was all a bit surreal and then I went over, back over to see mum again um, and I had a weird chat with a taxi driver because everything obviously was closing down and people weren't getting taxes anymore and he was fed up uh, and then got to mum who obviously was not going to be Around much longer, um, so I sat with my brother for a while, and he was going to sit with her overnight. And I went home and took goodbye to her, knowing that was probably the last goodbye. And then she died. My brother rang the next morning, about nine o'clock, I think. Can't remember, not that early, and said she she died, um, barely with with him noticing. And uh, so that was that. That was the next day, and then about three days later, or five, four or five days later, we went to lockdown. So that was all a bit weird really so that all happened three years ago this week or last week um so mother's day yesterday was a bit strange because i've never really done mum didn't like mother's day she said it was an american thing uh, but somewhere along the line i started sending her flowers never used to uh, obviously creeping to her uh and then uh yeah just used to send her flowers and that was it no no other fuss and so it's just i think I don't know, It was just, I suppose we're well out of lockdown now. It was like a normal Mother's Day, which is sort of vaguely hasn't been for the past two years. Um, and I was just aware it's, it's just a really sad day for lots and lots of people. I'm only saying that because I'm in that position of finding it a sad day, and I have not really found it a sad day before. But of course, it's an awful day for loads of people for you know, a million reasons. Um, anyway, we ended up going out to have lunch with... Uh, my father-in-law uh, my mother-in-law having died the year before my mum, with the small group of family which was really lovely it was quite spontaneous and then we went up to my mother-in-law's grave uh, which is lovely because one of the sisters has her daughters has made the grave the flat bit in front of their headstone into like a garden so they've instead of putting those marble chips down or what have you um it's it's basically soil, uh, and uh, plants are occasionally put in uh, and changed over. But at the moment there aren't any. So there was a couple of vases of flowers there, and um, and then that was sad really. And then um, and then we went back to my father-in-law's house for tea, uh, watched some television, and uh, then came home. So it was a bit of an odd day yesterday, I have to say, um, but it was all right. It's just good to do with the sun being out today, as it's the first day of spring. But uh, we've just got rain. It's the cadence your gas network van going by, how exciting. So yes, yeah, so that's a bit more too, cadent, your gas network van's going by. It's even more exciting. So yes, yeah, so that's been the week, so it's been very busy. Then um, I need to give a shout out to... Uh, Auntie Mame Uh, Auntie Mame's American and has just discovered podcasts I mean how long how long has that taken Uh, and um, obviously I put it straight onto mine I'm not sure they've heard my voice before actually it's very English there was some comment sent on Instagram messaging about the fact that uh, my incandescent with rage is uh, very understated whereas when they're incandescent with rain it with rage it's basically um a torrent of uh volcanic anger so um yeah uh oh and friday night watched a lovely film which i'm going to thoroughly recommend in the guardian there is a series of articles called my hidden gem and it's people who just recommend films that have been overlooked and it's very useful for finding a decent film when you don't know what to watch this is a netflix film called blue jay it's one hour 20 minutes it's very short it's filmed in black and white pretty much a two-hander Sarah Paulson who is in well she's done loads and loads of things but I just see her a lot in um, American Horror Story and I can't remember his name Mark De, Mark Depress who wrote it as well uh, who I only know from oh, a, a horrible horror film called Creep which I don't recommend at all uh, and he's also in the, Apple, the morning show on Apple TV. Um, it is a absolutely beautiful film. Um, can't recommend it high enough. It's really, really lovely. I'm not going to say anything about it. It's just one of those films you've just got to go and watch. So that's Blue Jay uh, on Netflix. Free, one hour, 20 minutes. Um, beautiful. Uh, so, final mention... Um, I have to mention Lulabelle Clarice Bouvier, who unfortunately died very recently, I think since my last podcast, Lulabelle Clarice Bouvier uh, was a beautiful uh, Boston Terrier, um, a girl of high spirit uh, and huge personality and um, is going to be hugely, hugely missed. So uh, just to end, I would like to dedicate this podcast episode to Luleval Clarice Bouvier. Thank you for listening.